Each one of us wants to feel loved. We seek a partner. We navigate dating introductions to hopefully find someone to share our lives with. We commit to a relationship and try to make it work. We fail. And we find the courage and energy to start over. We all want to be loved. We seek love. We find someone to love. Then what happens next? Hey, this is John McElhaney for Love on the Air. I'm so excited today to have Krista. Um, she is a sex positive coach. Done a lot of work with intimacy, yoga, conscious connection. I'm just looking at her website. Uh, and I'm just excited today to, to have her on to talk about relationships, certainly to talk about sex and intimacy and how we can communicate better with our partners, with our future partners, um, for getting the, the intimacy and the connections that we need. So Krista, thanks so much for joining me. And uh, I can't wait to hear all the things you're going to tell us. But first, um, give me a little intro about what you do and, and how you got where you are and sort of what's the driving passion behind uh, your, your work. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. It's so exciting to 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 get to share in this way, you know, I'm so used to being on, on Facebook and blogs and doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. So to be here and to actually get to talk about live, like why I do what I do, it just feels really exciting. So thank you for that. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait to find out what I'm going to learn. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. Yes. definitely. Yeah. How'd you get, how'd you get into uh, what you do and tell me a little bit about yeah. what your, what your angle or what your, uh, your core is. Yeah. I think the best place to start is a story um, of kind of how I got here. So about 10 years ago, I found myself falling in love with partner dancing. Um, for me, partner dancing, you know, as a shy teenager, partner dancing was a chance to like have three minutes like three safe minutes where I could express myself physically, emotionally, move my body, feel in tune with my body and connect with another person. And it was like three minutes. And then I could go my own way, thank them. And that to me was a practice. Like that was a practice of being present. Totally. Um, and fast forward to about three years ago, and I was at a leadership training, uh, which happened to be a tantric leadership training. And I go into this session, I'm scared out of my, my, my wits end because it's, you know, we're talking about sex and sexuality, which was all very, you know, taboo to me at the time. And um, this organizer comes up to me during one of our play nights, you know, where we get to practice this stuff. And he says to me, Krista, would you like to learn something? And I'm like shaking. I'm all nervous. I'm oh like, my okay, gosh, that's, that's making awesome. me a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And what he does is he lays down on the floor. We're fully clothed. He lays down on the floor and he says, climb on my heart. And so I put my body on top of him. And so my pussy is literally like sitting on his heart. Mm. And mm. he tells me to breathe and to relax and to open and starts touching my body. And I start feeling this like warm energy going wow. from his heart up my pussy, like into my pussy, up oh, through my wow. stomach, through my back and out through like my head. And I'm floating, like I'm feeling like I'm high as, you know, anything. And I'm 
I'm in this just beautiful, relaxed place. And six hours go by. Six hours go by. What? Yes. 20 people left the room. Like all the people had left the room. I had no idea. It was just me and this human connecting with touch and breath. And there was no thought. There was just us being together. And in that moment, I was like, this is the thing that I found in dance that I can do in my life. And I'm going to dedicate my life to this. And I never thought I'd be a practitioner. Like that's what I am now. Like I do this, I teach people this for a living, but I just wanted to learn more. And that, that was the start of my journey. And yeah, so that's, that's why I'm passionate about it. Wow. What a story. Six hours. That's a, I need to uh, get this guy's number. I mean, <laughs> no, that's uh yeah, that's the stuff that we think about when we think of staying in his tantric uh, uh, bravado that he talks about. But anyway, that's <laughs> exciting. Wow. So um, a non-invasive, just sexual energy healing that blasted through your chakras straight mm-hmm. out the top of your head for six hours. Yeah. Well, what I mean, happened when you even... finished? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, pass it out. was like, it was like, we would, we were there in that moment. And then we would start, you know, from there we started moving and, and rolling oh, okay. around and touching different parts of our bodies and all of that. Um, and then at the end, it was like, it felt like we had just had sex, you know, cause yeah, we were in this sure, like cuddly dude. relaxed place. It has its own, um, you know, kind of ebb and flow following that energy. Um, and so anyway, the, the, the continuation of that story is like, I came back and I was like, I want more of this. Right. And so mm-hmm. I spent the, the organ, one of the other organizers said, you know, you obviously love this, come follow me. And so I traveled with her, Monique Darling and Peter Peterson. And we did about eight to 10 week and a half long trainings where I was assisting with them and, and learning the sessions and everything from tantric mm-hmm. energy, which is, was my first experience all the way to um, body work, like sexual body work, um, to intimacy and attunement. And throughout this process, I would post on Facebook and tell my friends about it. And people started saying like, you're having, you're changing, like your life is changing and your experiences are phenomenal. Like, will you teach me? And of course I'm like, yeah, I want to tell everyone about what I'm doing. And so I started doing session work and getting paid for it. And now, you know, it's been six months where I'm, I've been most of my money is coming from doing this work. And and I really love it. I do anything from conscious conversations, which is kind of like what we're doing. We're talking about sex and life to um, cuddle sessions where I'm just holding someone and being present to tantric body work sessions, whole body massage, including genital massage, moving pleasure around the body um, to assisting people with things like erectile dysfunction and premature ejaculation and working with the body in that way to working with couples to be more in tune with each other. So there's, and now I lead classes too for like sensual nights and play parties and things like that. So there's such a a wide range, but um, yeah, that's kind of how I got here and what I do and, and so many other stories to share for sure. Wow. That's, that's phenomenal. Well, tell me a little bit uh, about your current life and how this has affected maybe your primary relationship, or if you are in one, you might be polygamous or single, or I don't know your status, Um, but how has this uh, work, you know, transformed your entire life? I can only imagine. 
um, yeah. my imagination. Yeah, I think in the past I was always really um, desire focused. Like I'd go after a guy and have this like crazy adventure, right? And um, they didn't last as as long, right? And now from these past couple years, I have probably you know seven to ten men in my life that. I can count on and they can be there for me. Like I'm turning 30 next, um, next month. And I'm actually hosting a men's circle for myself with like all of my favorite wow. men that are, Ooh, yes, wow. that are going to be there. Um, and like, I'm, yeah. And I'm going to get like a full body massage and they're going to tell me like affirmations and, and I chose them specifically because they wow. show up in my life for really important, powerful reasons. And so oh that has changed my life. My relationships with the men in my life are solid. They love me and I'm going to be with them. And you know what? It's outside of sex. Like, yeah, I have great mm-hmm. sexual connections with them, but I know that these men will be for, here for me, mm-hmm. whether I decide that I want to have sex with them or not. Mm. Wow. What an amazing event for yourself. What, what crazy empowerment. That's uh that's really incredible. I, um, I remember my first uh, time, maybe 20, 25 years ago, in a men's group, a very non mm-hmm. right? But it was the first time that I had ever, as a young man, been seen uh, by another group of men. We were sitting in a, in a nondescript house in East Austin. There were two leaders, two facilitators, and probably about 10, 10 other men. And it, uh, and it was my first time at the group and, um, we went, I'm trying to remember exactly the sequence. I guess that's not as important as there was this one moment where, you know, I was, I was asked to talk about why I was in the group and, and, uh, how I, how I got there and the group had already been going for quite some time before I was added. So I was like a new ad and there was this ritual then at this moment after I talked about you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of a divorce. I'm, I'm horrified. I can't believe I'm getting a divorce. Mm. I know I need something. I know I need to get more conscious and more in touch with my feelings and what's going on. And they did a group hug. Mm. Ten guys, including two sort of elders. And I mean, they held me for 15 minutes while I just mm. cried. I cried. I can feel it. I can feel it right now. I cried so hard. I'd never mm-hmm. been appreciated by other men. My father had died when he, when I was in my early twenties, alcoholic, you know, bad story. All of a sudden there were these 12 or 13 men just 100% focused on me and 100% focused on just holding me while I felt their love and presence. So while yours has a different uh, approach, I'm sure it's a similar thing, right? You're not, it's not going to be an orgy. It's going to be a, an empowerment yeah. of your body and your life and where you're going in the next 30 years, right? It's, uh, mm-hmm. wow, how incredible that you have been able to, you know, architect that for yourself. That's really amazing. Really an amazing, uh, uh, just wonderful I don't know what to call it, event, passage, a rite of passage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you, you you bring out the important part of, like, community is so important. And, you know, with the kind of families that we have nowadays of 
and the way that our culture is, we often don't have that extended family of our men, uh, the men in our lives or the women in our lives. And to have a conscious space where you can say, yeah, I want to get loved on for love's sake. You know, I want to feel good for feeling good's sake. And, and that, that is so powerful. Like I'm wondering for you, you said you were like tears in your eyes. Like what that probably opened something really beautiful for you in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it still does. It's still there. It's still, uh, and, and I think, uh, in a couple hours, I'm driving out to a little town nearby to hang out with one of the guys that was in that mm-hmm. original group who's a poet. You know, and we're going to write poetry and hang out today. Um, mm. And uh, it is about community. It was definitely about community for me. I had no community of men, right? Mm-hmm. I had no other men, either older peers or younger, that I was really engaged with. I was a I was a big brother, uh, big brothers, uh, you know, organization and had a little brother that I had taken on as someone to mm-hmm. nurture and mentor, but there was nothing for me. Um, and that first time I got it, uh, it was, uh, and it was life-changing. Like you said, it wasn't, it wasn't, that wasn't the pivot for me. Although I have redirected much of my mm-hmm. life based on that experience, um, mm-hmm. that I knew I would never go without again. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I don't ever want to go without that touch and that connection and that support, which I'm mm-hmm. imagining, you know, is a similar criteria for the, these relationships that you have with these men, sexual or not, you know, you are getting your needs met. And whether one man can do it for the rest of your life or 10 or none or women, you know, it, it's agnostic, but it is about getting that core need that is being heard being recognized and then just being held right there's no Mm -hmm. there's no fix involved the fix is in the connection it's just Mm -hmm. that's it that's it and so i'm so excited to hear uh, i want to do a uh a follow-up in a month and hear how you're ecstatic. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think there's a few places i want to go with that the first is that you know with I I do find for myself, I really want a primary partner. I want a sense of like home and and connection and and having that person. I don't have that person in my life right now. But what I do have is a set of men that care about me, that care about my needs. And that I know like when I have that primary partner and I want to put some boundaries around my sexuality, which I already have, like I already have put some boundaries around what I will and will not do with, you know, some of these men. I know they're going to support me with that connection. And that's what is beautiful about practicing these skills is you find people that want to be with you, you know, like they want to be with you through the changes. They want to support you through the changes in your sexuality and your desires and your growth. And they want to communicate with you and be there with you in that. Um, And I think that's really important. And even when, if uh, two years down the road, you say, all right, I found my guy. They're all going to be happy for you rather than jilted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So let's back up for a minute and talk about uh, what I'm most excited to hear about and the part that you sort of led with. Um, Let's hear about um, sort of conscious sexual connection. It's, uh, It's something that is very dear to my heart 
And um, mm. it's part of, you know, an evolution for me. I didn't, I certainly didn't uh, go in to find it in the same path that you did. In fact, it took, you know, four or five post-divorce relationships before I hit the one mm-hmm. that was like, okay, this is next level, right? This is conscious. It's always connected. There's a, there's a link. There's no expectations. It's fun. And yet deeper than anything that I had ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, that relationship didn't end up lasting. Um, and that had a whole different host of reasons. But once you get there, right, once I had this taste, I will never be satisfied with disconnected sex. And that's not that quickies don't, aren't available and acceptable. I will never be in a casual sexual relationship again. There's absolutely nothing in it for me, right? There's a spiritual part of connecting in the sexual way for me, again, I am monotheistic, right? So I am laser focused on finding that one. Um, but I can see how powerful it must be to be able to draw this energy in, in these relationships with these men, say, here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I'm not looking for. You can play or not play. And then moving along in your power, right? You're very powerful. You're beautiful. You're sexually activated. You know what you want, and there's a beauty even to the, you know, the U2 song. You still haven't found exactly what you're looking for, but, you know, you're getting closer, and you're getting closer, and you're redefining, you know, I'm assuming each time a, a new uh, man of power or person of presence or woman of power, person of power comes into your life, it changes your, you know, your mm-hmm. chemistry, and you begin to reset your boundaries and sort of Okay, well, this isn't the one, but hey, we're getting, you know, we're dialing it up. So tell me a little bit about, mm-hmm. you know, how you how you found your way to um, allowing these these relationships to happen, realizing this isn't the one, but there's no reason to cut myself off from this powerful connection, and and then you just continue to move on. I mean, I imagine it's been hard for some of the men in your lives to be, you know, let down gently that the best thing they've ever had in their life is, is not going to be the the sustaining relationship for them. So tell me a little bit, tell me another story, won't you? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah. I think, you know, way back in my past, I, I, I still wanted that that primary partner. And I was so fixated. I was like, I want this. I'm going to go into the dating world and just make it happen and say no to everyone. And I realized that that may or may not ever happen in my life. That it was desire that I wanted, but it may not happen. And so what I decided to do is I decided to put that on the shelf and say, this is something that I want. Um, and I'm going to keep learning and, and gaining skills, knowing what I want and making that thing on the shelf more and more clear, right, of, of what I really want in that primary relationship. But while that's on the shelf and I'm learning information about that, I'm going to have fun in my day to day life and I'm going to explore in my day to day life with the people and the relationships that I have and the people that I love. And so for me, I consistently am creating containers with them of, of exploration. So one of the ways that I do that is 
I'll have a conversation with um, a, a partner or a friend, a girlfriend, a guy friend, whatever. And I'll say, hey, what do we want to consciously create when we spend time? So we'll choose the, the time length. You know, maybe it's a day, maybe it's an hour. We'll bring our desires to the table. We'll each say our desires. Like, what do we want to do physically? What do, what, you know, what is the thing? Do we want to go for a hike? Do we want to have sexy time? Um, we'll talk about our intentions. What do we want to feel? Do we want to feel relaxed? Do we want to feel like we're receiving love? What is that intention of what we want to feel? And then from that in our boundaries, what do we absolutely don't want? And then from there, we create an experience. Um, and that has given me a chance to, to really dig in deep and have that presence that I'm imagining you said that you have with, with your partners of having that conscious creation instead of, okay, well, we have a day. Let's just see how things go. We're, we're actually creating something conscious together. Wow. And so how many, I, I'm, this is not a, uh, this is just exploratory because I'm fascinated by it. But so do you go through a week and, and, and pull together a couple of these things, or is this just your way of life? Like you're about to get together with somebody for coffee. So you want to set, no, no, I'm, I'm not talking about sex. I'm really just talking about in your, yeah. in your connections with these people. Um, hey, let's go have lunch later this afternoon. Yeah. I've got, I've got the afternoon off. How frequently do you set that intentional goal with these and not even necessarily with these uh, people of interest, but just in your, in your interactions? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, a constant thing that is kind of under the radar. Like I may not be super, okay, what's our intentions for this right. coffee? But, but I will say, hey, I have, if someone reaches out and says they want to have coffee, I'll be like, I have an hour and this is what I would love to talk to you about this. Let me know if there's anything that's important to you when we meet. That's and, great. And so you're constantly, those, those little things, and that's why I love practicing in a, in a sexual environment you know, quote unquote, sexual environment is because as we're practicing there, those things just naturally show up in my life. You know, people will constantly tell me, um, you're so good at setting boundaries. You're, you're so good at being clear about what you want. And it's because I practice it all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's fantastic. And I know that as I get clearer, um, I've been doing a lot of work on mindfulness and that sort of moment of presence can happen a hundred times a day, uh, maybe constantly if we can really get in the flow. I'm not quite that that good at it, but but just a moment of pause to understand your own intention, your own energy and where you're coming from, but reaching out and giving uh, the coffee date. I mean, I actually think that's pretty incredible. I have uh, a mastermind sort of relationship with a woman and all we get together when we get together, it's like, all right, you go for 30 minutes and then I'm going to go for 30 minutes and then we're going to hold each other accountable, you know, and in a week we're going to check in. How did it go? Did you get those things done? Are you, are you conquering the world yet? And, um, but I love that, you know, taking that, that idea of being very clear about what the ask is. I think today, for example, is a great, great example of, you know, I asked you, you said, sure, but what's the ask, right? What is it? What What are you talking about? I haven't done this before. So I'm imagining um, it, it, it even kind of comes to my mind. So in setting that boundary and that intention, say with a new client who calls you for a cuddle session that might evolve into one of the further you know, explorations, um, as you get better, 
And as you practice and have more experience, it just becomes your life way, right? Mm-hmm. Mindfulness and that, and that place of pause, you know, I'm getting better at slowing down. I'm getting better at not, you know, talking over people. I'm getting better at listening, but it's because I'm focusing on my quiet and my, my soft space. So you have an hour. Here we go. We've got, we've got a few more, we got a little bit more time. What is your intention uh, for things that, that would be good for us to talk about in the next five minutes? Um, because I want to get, I want to get a little bit juicier. You've got, you've got such uh, content that we've, we, you, you jumped right to it in the beginning with the word pussy. And I kind of want to get back to pussy power, but I want to get, I want to get to the, the sex of it. Right. So sex mm. is, it's the most primal yeah. thing we do as humans. Yeah. I think, I think sex is a metaphor for life. You know, because if you if you are going to be having sex with yourself or another person, there's things that you need to do. You need to one, like drop into your body and be present with how your physical body is, your energetic body, your emotional body. You need to know about yourself, what you need to show up in that setting, how you make yourself safe, what boundaries you want to create. Um, and you need to know what you want. Like even setting this container for ourselves one of the things that I said was, Hey, I need to know that if this goes south, that we can just abandon the project altogether. You know what I mean? Like that, it was important. That was important for my safety. And that is something that I learned from sexuality. I need to be, when I'm in a sexual environment, I need to be able to say, Hey, this isn't working for me. Can we just pause? Can we just back up? Pause for a minute and make sure that we, we remember why we're here and and what we're doing. So yeah, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. And I think sex is amazing in, in other ways too, because I look at it like this, you know, what do we all really, really want? And like, as humans, what do we want? We want to feel good. We want to feel like we can fully express ourselves and be ourselves and connect with that person, another other people in community from that sense of authenticity. And where is the one place in society, one of the biggest places we're told not to do that? Sex. We're told when we get into the box of sex, the whole, sh- you know, you're just, it's like going into a dark room and all you hear is you're not good enough. Your body doesn't look good enough. How dare you have those desires? How dare you want to sleep with both genders? How dare you feel that way about your own gender identity? You know, you shouldn't ask for what you want. There's And then you, on top of that, you have your family influence. This is what's okay for you. This is what's not okay for you. You have your embodied experience of your past traumas. So my thought is, if I can go into that place of darkness and fear and shut down that society has with people, and I can help them be just a little bit more themselves, just a little bit more comfortable in their bodies, if I can teach them to ask for what they want, to be comfortable with that. If I can create a safe, warm place for them to do that, then that's going to change their life. Because the woman that shows up in my office and sits down with me and starts feeling into her body and can tell me, Krista, this is what I want. This is what feels good. She can go into the office and say, I'm not putting up with this crap. You know, a, a guy who shows up in my office and can cry with me about his past trauma is going to get to 50, 60, 70 when he has all that stress and there's all that, you know, 
fear, you know, potential heart attack and all the stuff that guys deal with. And he's going to be more resilient because he's learning to relax. He's learning to be vulnerable, the things that we don't get a chance to do in society. So why sex? Because of that, because that's the place that we're told not to go, but that's the place where we hold so much personal empowerment. What's your process in first meeting someone who wants to, to join in an intimate uh, session with you? Um, are there, how do you, how do you pre-wire for that? How do you go into a, a therapeutic type session? Granted, it's therapeutic, but I'm assuming you're opening up as vulnerable as they are in many ways. Mm-hmm. And how do you, how do you go in and out of that container without allowing the the stress or the trauma of their distortions get on you? How do you, how do you set up for a, a new intimacy session um, and, and maintain that boundary while opening yourself up to the vulnerability of the sex? Because those two things are kind of contraindicated, you know, they're, they're kind of fighting a little bit with one another. So how do you manage that? I think that's why I call myself a practitioner. <laughs> You know, like I've really kind of went back and forth on this term, like, am I a coach? Am I a teacher? And I I call myself a practitioner because I'm practicing these skills alongside my clients. Like my clients don't come to me and say, hey, I mean, they do. A lot of them are like, hey, I want to learn something. But really, they want to learn something from someone who's willing to show up in their authenticity. Like the first time I sit down with the client in session, we do this this, um, check-in. And the check-in goes like this. It's like, hey, like I want to connect with you today. And before we even go into the physical, let's let's just be with each other and have a check-in. So what we do is we check in with our our bodies, we check in with our hearts, and we check in with our minds. Let's do it. No, let's check in. Okay, I'll go first. So um, let's see. My body today is feeling a little tight, like I'm a little sore in my body, um, but uh, I got some sleep, so I feel energetic. My heart um, feels excited to be here and a little nervous about messing up. And what's going on in my mind um, is like simultaneously these stories of Krista, you're not good enough to be here. And um, like, Krista, you're doing a really good job. Like, how awesome is it here to like be in this environment? So yeah, that's that's my check-in. Yeah. Krista, you are doing an excellent job. <laughs> I'm feeling that connection myself. So my body is relaxed. I had a great morning so far. I've had uh, my cup of coffee and a second cup of decaf and uh, (laughs) the weather's changing. It's starting to get really, it's going to get cold and sleety here in Austin. It was 80 something yesterday. My AC kicked on in the middle of the afternoon. I'm like, (laughs) what, what is going on? So anyway, that's odd. Um, My heart is uh, really open. I'm, I'm so excited to have uh, gotten to talk to you and my mind is, uh, is filled with curiosity and excitement and energy for um, continuing the conversation for even what this small conversation that you and I have had can do to people that are confused about what we're talking about. Uh, Sex is incredibly mystifying 
for me, mm-hmm. um, and I had a conversation with my girlfriend a couple of weeks ago where we were like, right out here in the living room, we can have the deepest, most intimate conversations about anything. So the minute we cross that, that right there, that doorway going into that bedroom, mm-hmm. we suck. I mean, we're, we're doing better, right? We're doing better, but it is, it is night and day between, you know, the conversation that you and I are having right now versus the conversation that we would have, you know, 10 minutes from now, if we took our clothes off and started trying to have a similar conversation, but sex Mm -hmm. as a power, it opens up pathways like, like you experienced in that first training that we can't account Mm -hmm. for in in our Mm. rational mind there's no way for us even you at now three years on to make sense of exactly what happened but until you experience it until you've had that moment where everything is wide open and it's an aha moment it's like over time redirected everything that you do until you're sitting here at this moment Mm -hmm. let's go figure it out together right that's a that's a great you know, sort of mantra for sex in general. Well, I don't know. The mm-hmm. answer. I don't know. I don't even know today exactly what, what will turn me on this afternoon. If I have an opportunity to be with my girlfriend, I don't know, but let's go figure it out. I'm willing to mm-hmm. at least keep the conversation open, hopefully light and uh, stay connected. Uh, but it's not easy. It's, it's not something that we learned and it wasn't something that was part of my 10 years of marriage or the last 11 years in seeking, you know, I am still in the, I am in the mode and maybe too focused on the one. Um, and I love your, your example of, uh, you know, how you're using this world and, and your experience in it to keep refining exactly what it is you're looking for. And I, I do believe that's the way. And I do believe that when you know, when you find it, there will be zero hesitation. And the people in your life that you that are supporting you now are going to be in awe of how it wakes up your mm. brain. Because when you find that one, when you find that connection, uh, there's going to be no hesitation. There's mm. going to be no doubt. The people that, that have brought you to this place are going to be, if they're authentic, are going to be excited for you. And you will launch into a whole nother journey, you know, which I, I, it's, it's true. Yeah. It's going to happen. Um, I hope, I hope it happens for me again. That's, that's exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't you think? Give us a, right. give us a quick little, uh, heart opening meditation and, and uh, yeah. I'll sit here and, uh, and groove. As we breathe, that's, Bring in, invite things that we want to bring into our lives. So as we breathe, I'm inviting peace and warmth and relaxation. I'm inviting the knowing that everything is okay. I'm inviting expression of all forms of intimacy and joy. And what do you want to invite, John, into your life and to your experience? I appreciate you and the work that you're doing and the time. Uh, I do feel like um, I got a lot out of this session, uh, even without the uh, 
the, the touch. Where's that camera? And there's all these beautiful containers that are already created for you. And I encourage people to go out and find them. They're all, they are there looking in websites. But there's, and I also want to empower people to go do this and have micro experiences on your own terms. Like go out there and, and make yourself a container of exploration. Go out one night and redefine success for you. Like a lot of people go out and dating and they're like, oh, success is if they like me and I get a kiss. No, redefine success in that date as being yourself, as being authentic. Have a night with your partner that you decide that success for sex is not having sex, but success is being intimate with each other. You have the power to create those containers in your life. And as you know, as a, as a practitioner, I support people in doing that, but I just want to leave people today with, if anyone has a doubt, doubt of like, oh, I just don't have that for me, or like, that's just not possible for me. It is. And it starts with those little moments of experiment where you say, what do I want to create? How can I create that for myself? And how can I put myself out there just a little bit more to experience something different? So I hope people take this and like go out and have an experience for themselves tonight or over the weekend or whenever that is. Um, and, you know, hopefully we'll get a lot of stories of people exploring in different ways. Well, thank you again. I am, I'm so appreciative, not only of the work you do, but just your energy and your willingness to share and be vulnerable today with me. And um, let's do it again. Thanks again for tuning in to Love on the Air. We hope you subscribe and stay in love yourself. This is John Mack. I'll see you on The Whole Parent.